Welcome to Hey Julia Woods podcast. I'm your host, Julia Woods, founder of Beautiful Outcome, a coaching company focused on helping couples learn to see and understand each other, even in the most difficult conversations. On my podcast, I will share with you the real and raw of the messiness and amazingness of marriage. I'll share with you aspects of my relationship and the couples I coach in a way that you can see yourself and find the tools that you need to build the marriage you long for. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of the Hey Julia Woods podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you the five signs that you are not loving your spouse. Now, we love to think that we are loving our spouse, but when was the last time you asked your spouse on a scale of one to 10, one being low, 10 being high, how much do they feel loved by you? Or what do you do that brings them to feel loved? And what do you do that brings them to feel unloved? Learning to love our spouse is an ongoing opportunity for our whole marriage. And it's an opportunity to keep growing and developing our ability to deeply love. Another way to see if you're loving your spouse is to look at these five signs that I'm going to share with you today. So the first sign that you're not loving your spouse is you're saying what it is that you think they want to hear. When your spouse asks you a question like, are you okay? And you say, I'm fine. But inside, you know you aren't okay. It is a simple way of noticing you are avoiding honest conversation. And when you avoid honest conversation, you're growing dishonesty in your marriage. Subconsciously, you have decided that being honest isn't worth it. Maybe you think that your spouse gets too emotional and you just would rather not share with them. Or if you share what's true for you, then they're going to try and fix you. Or, you know, maybe you think they can't handle the truth. Whatever you have decided about them is blocking you from being honest. And trust is the foundation of every healthy relationship. The most unloving thing that we can do to our spouse is to be dishonest with them. As you choose dishonesty by saying what you think they want to hear, over time, they learn not to trust you and you learn not to trust yourself. You stop asking questions because you know the answer isn't real or your spouse stops asking you questions because they've recognized you're not going to honestly answer. You become two strangers who don't get real or open up honestly. And that creates a stagnant and boring uh, experience together and your interactions just luck, lack any luster or any uh, passion. And as the disconnection grows, you become more and more lonely. Are you seeing why this is the number one sign you aren't being loving? Fighting for honest and open conversations is key. It's vital for growing a marriage together, for building a life together. That leads us to the second sign that you're not loving your spouse, and that is you're keeping secrets. 
Keeping secrets from our spouse is the biggest form of dishonesty. Maybe you know they will get upset about some money you spent, or maybe um, you find out, you know, if they find out what you allowed the kids to do, then they're going to be mad at the kids. Or maybe, you know, you know that you're betraying your marriage by flirting or, you know, building a connection with someone of the opposite sex. There's lots of varying levels of secrets that we keep. But whatever secret we're keeping is unloving to your spouse. Betrayal starts small and grows into the levels that destroy a relationship. If you love your spouse and the marriage you have, you will not keep secrets. And the moment you realize you are, you will tell your spouse no matter how much you fear their reaction. Over the years, my husband has been the one to keep secrets that were excruciating to find out, and yet I didn't think I kept secrets. But as I looked closer, my secrets were a little more subtle, and they were things like going over the budget and deciding it was not that big a deal, I don't need to tell him, or making plans that involved him and deciding not to tell him. You know, he'll just find out when it's time and he'll be fine with it. Or, you know, when I didn't wasn't reaching my business goals and I was disappointed in myself, but the last thing I wanted to see or hear was his disappointment. Or, you know, there was times where I was attracted to someone and I didn't want to tell my husband that I had seen another man and felt attracted to him, even though it was a complete stranger and nothing was going to happen. Um, there was ways, all of these ways that I was doing, uh, keeping secrets was creating hurt and creating, blocking the intimacy in our relationship. One thing that helped me think differently about secrets was a story I heard, um, I think a minister share about Adam and Eve. And he said, you know, when they were in the garden and stood naked and felt no shame, I guess there are studies that show that they literally had nothing hidden, like no thought no feeling, no desire was hidden from the other person. They were fully naked according to what the original term of that word meant in that, you know, day and time. And I, the thought scared me. I was like, oh no, what would I do if my husband could see every one of my thoughts? I would be mortified. And yet, you know, the, what we keep secret, it's like mold, it grows. And I thought, you know, maybe me keeping these things secret is what's bringing them to grow. And so I just began to have a desire to have a clean thought life in a way that there were no secrets, no thought that I would not be open to my husband knowing that I was thinking or... um you know, desire that I had. And what began to happen is the more I let him in to especially the things that embarrassed me or I was ashamed of, the more those things came into the light and they lost their power and those desires that weren't healthy, they w diminished, they went away. And, you know, the un ugly thoughts that I had had about my husband began to clean up and I began to work through what was driving them. And it's so 
found so much more love and connection in just wanting to keep no secrets. And if it's something that I'm afraid that would create a reaction or a response that is um, negative, I just share it. And we have conversations from there and it's opening up powerful things in our relationship. The third sign that you're not loving your spouse is you aren't reconciling conflicts. When you have a conflict or an argument, it's easy to give up on the conversation by choosing a big emotional reaction like blowing up or shutting down. It temporarily works to end the conversation. However, it leaves the conflict unreconciled. And while the conflict is unresolved, you're doing significant damage to your spouse and your marriage. As you ruminate about the conflict, you likely blame and judge them, criticize them, and you know a lot of this is happening in your thoughts. So you begin to build those that negative thought life within yourself and it begins to grow into bitterness and resentment towards each other. It's unloving because you're mentally tearing your spouse down, which gradually builds distance and disconnection between you. And over time, it destroys a marriage, whether the marriage actually ends or you just experience emotional, um, you know, divorce or two strangers, you know, living in the same home, it is vital that you both learn to reconcile conflicts by focusing on what you are contributing to conflicts and taking responsibility to ask for forgiveness. Get curious about what's bringing your spouse to do what they're doing. This is at the heart of the work I do and what all of my online courses and marriage retreat focus on because I know how vital and loving it is to each other to really be able to reconcile conflict. That brings us to the fourth sign that you're not loving your spouse, and that is that you ignore them. As humans, we are wired for community and connection. Marriage is the greatest arena of connection. When intuitively you desire, you know, we are created to intuitively desire connection with our spouse. And, you know, we subconsciously as humans offer bids for attention or affection or affirmation or other positive interactions throughout the day in ways that we reach towards our spouse and notify them that we're thinking about them. We say things like, it looks like a really nice day out. Or we ask them, hey, you know, what are you thinking about? Or we try and make some random joke that we know is really not that funny. Or we talk about small things that may not matter that much. We do this because we are verbally working to keep the bond between us alive. When we begin to ignore these bids of attention from our spouse, it's a sign that we are not loving them. John Gottman did years of research in what he calls the love love lab on couples and found that couples who respond to each other's bids for attention, 86, <laughs> not 84 or 85, 86% of the time were considered masters and had successful thriving marriages. 
those that responded less than 33% of the time were called disasters and had a 96% chance that their marriage would end in divorce. Now, I don't think my husband and ever, ever, I ever got to the 33%. Um, I might be remembering incorrectly, but we were definitely not at the 86%. We were in that middle ground. And I can see that as time went on, we easily could have gotten to the 33%. And so it's powerful what has transitioned as we work really hard to keep the connection alive in our marriage. We, the, the bids for attention, the paying attention to each other's bids for attention come pretty easily and pretty naturally. We both are excited when the other wants to share something with us or reach for us or connect with each other. And that doesn't mean that we don't need our individual time. We do. Um, and because we're learning to, you know, put that in balance with time with each other, it gives us even more desire to pay attention to each other's bids of it for attention. So I invite you and your spouse to pay attention to this very, very, very valuable barometer. And if you find yourself ignoring each other's bids more than 14%, have a conversation about it and what might be contributing to this experience of starting to ignore each other's reaching for the other. And that brings us to the fifth sign that you aren't loving your spouse, and that is that you roll your eyes at what they say. Now, this is a really important sign to watch for in yourself. When your spouse says something and you roll your eyes at them, it is an outward expression of internal contempt. Contempt grows out of bitterness and resentment. And again, according to John Gottman's studies in the Love Lab, contempt is one of the four horsemen in a marriage that indicates a couple is heading to divorce. It is a sign that you see your spouse's ideas, you know, what they're thinking, the, the things that they do as beneath you. You see yourself as better, wiser, or above them, which drives an automatic reaction in your body. It's subconscious. You roll your eyes at what they're saying and what they're doing. And when you do that, it is just an outward expression of an internal experience of superiority, judgment, all of these things. Seeing ourselves as superior to our spouse is a sign that we've been criticizing and judging them in our mind, which is the opposite of loving them. Now, it is hard to love the one we see above or beneath us. Loving our spouse requires we keep our hearts clean of this evil emotion of contempt. So as you listen to these five signs that you aren't loving your spouse, what do you notice? If you notice you have some room for growth, welcome to being human. Learning to love our spouse is the greatest opportunity of growth that exists. Marriage calls us to selflessness. By paying attention to how we are loving our spouse, we will continually be called up to greater growth and development.
I invite you to stay out of shame and guilt or judgment of yourself because the relationship you have with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship that you have. So in order to love your spouse, you must be able to love yourself. The way you love yourself mirrors the way you love your spouse. And as you grow to love your spouse, you will grow to love yourself. It's this beautiful law of reciprocation in life. And learning to love your spouse teaches you how to love yourself. If you want to take one small step today, I invite you to invest in this brand new thing I've created called the Connection Playbook. In appreciation of you listening to this episode, I want to offer it to you for only $17 if you will click the link below. This playbook is inviting you to learn how to reconcile your conflicts so they don't build up that judgment and that bitterness doesn't build up between you. And if you are willing to take one small step rather than go to judgment and shame of yourself, instead you'll say, you know what, I'm going to take a step forward and I'm going to learn how to show up in conflicts in a way that is loving to my spouse. I think the playbook is the most powerful first step that you can take. And this playbook is vital for any couple who communicates. So if you communicate with your spouse, you're going to want this. In it, it reveals the number one problem in your communication during conflicts. It helps you hear this number one problem in yourself and walks you through the three steps to shift it into a question so that you can lead a connecting conversation with your spouse. So this offer for only $17 is going to be here in the show notes for the next two weeks. If you're listening after the first two weeks are up, then you will have missed the special, but you can reach out to me and I will um, get you the link so you can get it. It'll still be full price at $29, but it will um, be a little bit more after the first two weeks this episode is live. So thank you so much. You can find the link to the playbook at the special offer underneath this um underneath this episode in the show notes. And if this special for $17 has passed, you'll find the link for the full price option um, available to you there. So thank you so much for joining me. I, I believe I have a sense that you do love your spouse and you really want to love them well because you're here and you've listened all the way through. So I'm with you. It is a journey of learning and growing. It isn't easy. You're going to miss it probably more times than you actually do it at a level, you know, 10 that you want to be. And yet it's your willingness to keep working at it and keep noticing and keep asking for forgiveness and going again. That's going to allow you to grow your ability uh, more and more and keep more consistently reaching those high numbers when you ask your spouse on a scale of one to 10 how love they feel by you, you're going to keep reaching into those higher numbers the more you work at it. So thank you so much for joining me. And I would love to hear in the comments below, what are you taking away from this episode?